Hello and welcome to Another Way. I'm your host and facilitator, Matt Defina. Here on the podcast, we will explore how you can stop following the script that society has given you and start to create your own. My intention is to stoke your inner fire, expand the possibilities of what your life could look like and help us shift the paradigm for what it means to live a meaningful life. On the podcast, we'll explore ideas and meet pioneers that are challenging the status quo and ultimately help you and me find another way. Before we start, I would also like to acknowledge that this episode was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging and express my hope and desire for us to heal our relationship with this land and with its original custodians. It was the last part that I wrote on this page that scared me the most. I asked myself one really simple question. If I were to envision my biggest, most incredible year ever without any reservation for how I would make it work or what my current reality is, what would it look like? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the podcast. Today, I've got a little surprise for you, and it's a little bit different. Today, it is just me. Yep, we're going to do this last episode of the year a little bit differently. And the theme for today is how to powerfully close 2023. To start off, uh, I want to give this episode a content warning. Don't worry, we're not going any weird areas. Uh, But I just want to give you a heads up that there will be some course language and you will see why in a moment. Uh, For the episode today, it's going to go in three different parts. So the first part will be a review of the year. And as part of that, I'm going to share a bit more with you about what my year has held. And hopefully hold space for you to reflect through some of the big moments of your year as well. So this podcast episode will be part me sharing my own journey and also part giving you this time and space to reflect on your journey, what your year has held, what you've moved through, who you are, and what's different. And we'll dive more into that soon. So that's the first part. The second part, I'm going to talk more about what I've learned about how to embrace change. And I'm going to share a few things uh, that I've learned from different practices that I use. And I'm also just going to talk more broadly about some of the social challenges that we move through when it comes to embracing change, some of the things that help us and honestly, a number of the things that hinder us from embracing change. And that's going to help you, I hope, close out 2023 really effectively as well. Now, everything that I'm sharing with you today is straight from my personal playbook. This is stuff that I've been using for myself, for my clients, for my workshops, and I really honestly just wanted to give you access to this because sometimes I really struggle with how to get this this information out to people. You know, social media can only go so far. And so I really wanted to use today's podcast to share a bit more about how I work with myself and with the people that I help evolve so that you can take some of it too. At the end, we're also going to go through, and this is the last part, a guided activity. And that sounds super lame, I know. (laughs) Maybe I need to think of a better name to guided activity. Uh, It's going to be a series of questions and reflections for you for for an approach to close out 2023. And so I'll include that in the show notes also. And you can use that to create space for yourself before New Year's. Um, So you'll be getting this episode uh, just after the full moon, actually. And it's going to be a perfect little window if you have the time to do this before New Year's. Now, if you don't, don't worry. Honestly, there's, in the last few years, for me at least, there's been so much in the lead up to New Year's that just just getting to New Year's is enough and I've used the first week or two of the new year to process 2023. So if that's the case for you, that's fine. This episode is here for you to use whenever you want in the next you know couple of weeks. So the intention of today, as I said, is to help you powerfully close 2023. And let's be honest, to help me powerfully close 2023 as well. And as part of that, I want to talk about 2023 in general, more so from the perspective of it's the end of the calendar year. 
which also means it's the end of the Gregorian calendar. Well, that's a mouthful. And all that means is that there's so many different calendars we can live by. And we very much still live in a culture around the Gregorian calendar that is very Christian focused. And so we've got Christmas, but I've got so many friends that are Jewish that don't celebrate Christmas and don't really care too much about it. And that's totally fine. I've got other friends that are from other cultures and religions where Christmas is not significant to them. And so if that's you, that's totally fine. And all I want to say around this podcast and what we're looking at, and by the way, for my astrology friends out there or aspiring astrology friends, I hope that's many of you, the astrology calendar doesn't work around the Gregorian calendar either. We're in the middle of the astrology calendar. We're not coming out of the new year until I think it's April. Uh, I'll have to go fact check that. But there's still time in that in that way of viewing things. We're still moving through the different houses of astrology as well. So when it comes to closing out 2023, the way that I want you to think about this is this is from a social and cultural perspective, at least in the culture that I live in, in Melbourne, Australia, and I know for many of you as well that live in Western cultures, this is this festive season that's built around the Christian calendar. And if that's out of sync with your culture or your religion or your family or whatever you follow, let's look at this more from the perspective of, from a social cultural perspective, we are closing 2023 and moving into 2024. And that is broadly speaking, how we conceptualize the years and the months. And for me in Australia, it's summer. For you in the Northern Hemisphere, you're moving into winter. And so there's different ways of us celebrating as well. Anyway, enough on that. I just wanted to frame that up as part of this as well. So don't worry, we'll also be getting to 2024 very soon. And for that, I've got another special episode I'm preparing at the moment for you for the new year. So if you're wondering, oh, but I'm like, I really want to, I've really got already got agitation and energy for the for next year or, you know, maybe that's coming from the right place and maybe that's coming from a place of not wanting to look at what 2023 held. Don't worry, early next year, I'm going to be releasing another episode, which will help set you up for 2024. And for now, we're going to close 2023. And why is that? Let's talk about that for a moment. Well, we can't welcome in the new if we haven't cleared out the old. We can't hope for new growth if we haven't yet trimmed the hedges. And when it comes to the somatic work and My perspective on this is very much from the somatic lens and soma, meaning body. We're talking about what the body is holding on to. We're talking about what the body is still processing. And if you haven't processed it on a somatic, on a physical level, you're going to be holding on to it. It's going to be holding you back. It's going to be making you sick. There's a whole number of things that happen when you don't process through the body and you live from the mind or you treat your body as if it is just this vessel to get you through life. So we literally, we literally physically on a somatic sensation, emotion level, emotion, energy in motion, we literally need to clear out the stagnant energy from our system if we want to experience new sensations in the new year. If we want to have the space within our body and the capacity within our system to move through new things. So today's episode is going to help you with all the above and more. Let's dive in. So the first thing I want you to do is take three breaths with me. And as you take these three breaths, don't start yet. Just want you to reflect on 2023. What was this year for you? Don't go into detail just yet. We're going to go back over that together later. But just feel the energy of this year. Let's take three breaths together. And breathing out gently. Breathing in. And breathing out gently. Breathing in and let out a sigh with this last one. (sighs) 
for this last breath, we're going to do something kind of fun. So you're going to breathe in, and then you're just going to follow me, follow my lead. Breathing in. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, you can say that a few more times if you need. Seriously. Let it out. Whatever variation of fuck you need to say right now, just go for it. Whether you're in the car, you're out walking, sitting at home, just let it out. And this is going to sound quite surprising maybe to some of you, but the sighing, the breathing, and doing it in a non-controlled way is a practice that is so helpful to shift energy. So just, if you need to stand up, if you just need to let out some weird noises like I did in the car yesterday, just shaking the head and whatever you need to do. And I'm sorry if this has turned up in your ears and you're hearing weird noises now, but just whatever your version of this is, go for it. So let's dive into the meat of today. And to do that, I want to take you back to the start of my 2023. And as I do that, as I take my jacket off, I want you to remember what you were doing at the beginning of this year. What were you doing at the beginning of 2023? Where were you? This isn't just New Year's Day. I'm talking about, you know, the first week or two. Where were you? What were you doing? Who were you around? And who were you? What kind of person were you at the start of this year? Were you excited for this year? Were you a bit anxious? You know, and what were some of the key moments at the start of this year that you reflect back on and you remember? And you can just see yourself sitting there. And as part of this, what were some of the hopes and dreams that you had for this year? What were some of the goals that you had? And to support you in this, I want to share a bit more about the start of my year with you. <laughs> the first week of my year was out there. It was unexpected. And there's a lot that I could share with you that I'm not going to share on this podcast. But let's just say that it was a it was a really big start to the year. And I remember the start of the year, I looked at it and I went, whoa, if this is how my year is starting, it's going to be an interesting one. But I want to take you back to a very specific moment. It was a beautiful sunny day and I'm staying in a friend's apartment in North Bondi. Now I've just driven up from another great New Year's Eve party with friends camping in Victoria and I've rolled into Bondi in my van ready for a beautiful week to open the year. I want this to be a powerful one. I can feel 2023s. It's coming for me and I'm coming for it as well. So head to my favorite cafe in Bondi, one of Gertrude Nellis. Now, Gertrude Nellis is an institution. If you don't know it, when you go to Bondi next, you need to go check it out. It's a cafe and a bookstore combined. It's a regular haunt for anyone that matters in Bondi, in my opinion. <laughs> so, if you want to meet some cool people and you want to be in a cool place, go to Gertrude Nellis. And I'm walking there and I can feel it in my body. Now, today is going to be a magical day. It's the first week of January. I order a coffee. I sit down at a big communal table. I've got lots of space. I'm surrounded by books. I put my headphones on and I open my new journal to a fresh page. I take a few breaths. I ask myself one really simple question. If I were to envision my biggest, most incredible year ever without any reservation for how I would make it work or what my current reality is, what would it look like? And I wrote that at the top of the page. I took a few breaths and within a few moments, the words started flowing and I could feel it in my body. It just, you know, when that feeling when you can't get it out of your body fast enough, your hands cramping a bit, that's what was going on for me. So don't worry about the coffee. The coffee was, you know, giving me a little bit of energy, but my body was feeling so electric. This was some big shit coming through. And when I talk to you th through about what my year actually was in the end, you'll see why. So I immersed myself in this exercise for a good 45 minutes. And I took a few minutes at different times to pause and process some of the stuff that was coming out. And then this little voice in my head piped up. 
how the fuck are you going to pull this off, Matt? <laughs> and I remember sitting there just going, you know what? That's not the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise right now is just to envisage the most crazy year of, I could imagine. And I just reassured this part of me, it doesn't matter yet. We're just doing this exercise. Just stick with me. So I reached the end of the journaling and I physically had to push the page away from me because I could hardly breathe. My heart rate was elevated. My whole system was freaking out at the bigness of what I'd just written down. But it was the last part that scared me the most. It was the last part that I wrote on this page that scared me the most. And I wrote this. I am willing to let go of everything and anything I need to in order to achieve what's on this page. Now, at this stage, I had no idea how I was going to make any of this happen. But I did know that I needed to let go. And I did know that there were things that I'd previously been really sure of in my life that I needed to let go of to step into this new version of me and this new version of my life. So I took a deep breath and I look up and there's a man near me taking photos of some books. And he says to me, you don't mind me taking some photos of me of you, do you? And I said, not at all. Go for it. So then he says, actually, how would you feel about modeling in some of the photos for me? I laughed and I said, Uh, In my head, I just said, our universe is already sending me opportunities and tests. Sure thing, I said back to him. Let's do it. So there I was, the first week of January, in Bondi, in my favorite cafe, Gertrude Nellis, having just spent the last 45 minutes pouring my heart out into the vision of 2023. And I look up, and I end up doing a photo shoot for an article in the Sydney Morning Herald about the cafe that I'm in. I remember sitting there, and I knew in that moment, if this was anything to go by... This year was going to be an interesting year. So back to you. Where were you at the start of 2023? What was your moment where you sat down and maybe created a vision? Maybe you didn't. Knowing my listeners and knowing my community, I reckon most of you did. And if you reflect back on that, you know, the main thing I want you to feel into as I'm doing now is, who were you back then? Like, what, who was that person that started this year? And now I want to share a bit more about what actually happened in my year. And as I do that, I really want you to go to reflect back on some of the big stuff that happened in your year. What were the, what were the big things that happened? So this year for me was hands down the most challenging, transformational, expansive, and humbling year of my life. So. I resigned from my job of five years at the Man Cave, a mental health charity working with teenage boys across Australia. And that was big. That's happened at the start of the year in February. After that, I also realized how severely burnt out I was. And I had a few weeks break in Byron to facilitate a retreat for fathers and sons. And then I had some time with a friend of mine in the Sunshine Coast. And then I went back to Byron to get myself right and go and create my vision for my business and my life. And I was sitting in the sauna at one of my favorite places in the world, Kiva Spa in Mullumbimby, for 45 minutes. I decided to sit in there for as long as I could beyond what I thought was possible until I could hardly walk out. And I got in the ice bath after that moment and I realized I'm cooked. I am cooked. I am so, so deeply tired and fatigued. And the realization that came through for me was before I can create a business or before I can build a relationship or before I can build a life, I need to put my health first and do it properly for the first time. So that happened. I also sat with plant medicine multiple times and had major revelations and realizations. I'll share more about my journey in this space next year. But what I will say is that what I went through on a retreat in February early this year was a full ego death experience and I've I've been through a number of ego deaths now I realize this one they're always different but this one was 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 truly scary um but also super powerful and it 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 put me it put me back in the in I don't want to say put me back in my place but the plant medicine was very clear that I had some humbling to do and I had some work to do And it was uh, a very, in the end, a very beautiful experience and a very humbling one. And 
it has been something I've been integrating and working with for the rest of the year. That happened a few times. And I went through heartbreak. I, yeah, it was a, it was a year for me. It was the year of the heart. It was the year of the heart. I started this year doing a breathwork, two breathwork workshops, actually one, just one-on-one with a good friend, Jamin, who some of you know from the first episode of the podcast and another breathwork workshop with another friend, Kathy. And the breathwork with Jamin cracked my heart open. And then I went through actual heartbreak and relationship as well. And it's been a beautiful journey with that of softening back into myself and falling back in love with myself. It was a it was a challenging year in that space as well, but it's ultimately led me back home to myself in ways I just didn't expect or anticipate. I helped run a retreat in Byron Bay, a health retreat, and that was a first, which was really exciting and a sign of things to come for those of you wondering what's next. I also went on a retreat with world-renowned meditation teacher Tom Knowles. Um, Tom started or brought Vedic meditation to the West from India. And I got to spend five days learning an advanced Vedic approach uh, practice called rounding and got to listen to Tom in lecture twice a day for two hours a day. Soaking up his wisdom was pretty powerful. I also bought an RV with some friends and went to Burning Man with four of my best friends in the USA. That was a journey, Um, not just getting the RV, but also getting to Burning Man and Burning Man will be a whole separate episode at some point next year because that was an experience and that, my friends, was not what I expected. What I will say about it is I feel like the metaphor from Burning Man was very much, it was like, uh, it was like my reality, trudging through mud. It was, there were moments and glimpses of ecstasy and celebration and fun, but there was honestly, it just brought up a lot of stuff I hadn't worked through. Ultimately, it was it was one of the most transformational experiences I've been on um, and been through. I summited Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa with my good mate, Jamin, along with 18 others from around the world, um, some of whom are listening to this podcast. Hello to those of you listening. And that was pretty amazing. That was the middle of the year. I just had my tattoo. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Chest tattoo with Vaughn, who you've met in the last episode. I'd just been on Run This Retreat in Byron, been on a retreat in Tom flown to Africa and then summoned Achille and yeah, that was pretty amazing to be standing at the top of Africa, realizing what was possible in life. I went on safari in Tanzania and came face to face with lions, which was the number one thing I wanted while I was there, was to come face to face with a spirit animal I've been working with this whole year. And it was a moment. Yeah, it was really, really special and managed to go on a hot air balloon right over there as well. It was just, it was incredible. Um, I started this business another way. It was pretty clear earlier this year when I resigned from Man Cave and went through some plant medicine journeys and sat with myself. It was like, it's time. It's time to start this thing. Another way, it's been quite a journey of uh, working with clients with just through really big challenges. Like It's been such a privilege um, to work with different clients and to support them through big life changes and transitions. Starting this podcast, conceptualizing what another way is, and getting this out to the world. And amongst it all, I just realized I was asked to surrender more and more and more. And realizing that there's just, there's never any end to the surrender. Just keeps on going. And the end goal really is just being able to surrender as quickly as possible in every moment and be with the truth and reality of what's alive in the moment. So... That's just a short recap of 2023. If I was to sum up 2023, I would say it was much like my favorite children's book. (laughs) Where's this going, you wonder? We're going on a bear hunt. Now, if you haven't read this book, please go read it. And if you have read this book, I hope you can relate to this. I'm sure you can because, let's be honest, if you're listening to this and I know you, or even if I don't know you, the general consensus for 2023 was big. It was hard. And I really believe in the collective process. And I really believe that for us, we're moving through these things collectively and individually, of course, but it was hard for all of us. And I looked around and I was, I was up in Byron again last weekend for a birthday party and around a group of really good friends and even 
people that I didn't know too well and everyone had a tough year. Now, if you had an awesome year, good for you. <laughs> I'm not taking anywhere, anything away from that. But for mine, it was like we're going on a bear hunt and at every obstacle in this book, they're going on a bear hunt because they want to find a bear, right? Kids book, pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward. But every obstacle they come across, they realize they can't go under it. They can't go over it. They can't go around it. And they realize they've got to go through it. Whether it's mud, whether it's a field, whether it's a lake. And eventually they trudge through the mud among many other things. They find the bear they're looking for and they freak out and they run home because they're so scared and they lock their house up and that's it. And this is what happened to me in Africa. And I want to know, I'm going to share another story in a moment. And then we're going to get into some principles around how to embrace change. I want to know for you, and this is, again, this is a reflective podcast as well as well as a sharing one from me, but what were the things you had to go through this year that you just couldn't avoid anymore? Like, what were the things where maybe for the last few years you've gone, oh, I can just avoid that, I'll get away with it, it's fine, and then it was just like the universe went, nope, it's, now's the time. Like, what was your equivalent of that? So, another story for you. I'm standing in the bathroom and I've just had my first shower after summoning Mount Kilimanjaro. I felt good. Like I'd fared well. I wasn't impacted much by the altitude sickness. And the paradoxical lesson I'd taken from the climb was that I was fit and strong. It felt a bit weird because I wasn't used to such a simple lesson. And I also wasn't used to a lesson, at least in this point in my journey of, you know, the mountain literally said to me on the, on the night of the summit, you're stronger than you realize. You don't have to suffer. And I'm used to being like torn down by mother nature or the universe or humbled. But in this case, she was building me up. It's kind of confusing for a part of me at least. So I was standing there in the shower, in the bathroom, having just had this shower back at this nice uh, resort we were staying at in the town in Moshi. I'm looking in the mirror. Where's the revelation? Where's the realization? Where's the light bulb moment where I have the aha Oh, that's right. Oh, that's why I climbed Achilles. Oh, cool. I get it now. I'm looking into the mirror and I'm eye gazing with myself. And then it hits me. This voice comes into my head clear and concise and out of nowhere. You can't run from yourself anymore. It felt like a punch to the guts. This was not a moment of realization. This was a moment of reality hitting hard. I keeled over. I, I had to hold the bench over and I held my stomach. And so I said to myself, okay, okay, what now? What do we do now? And this voice came back and it said, sit with yourself and all of the parts of you that you've been avoiding. This is a journey of developing your character. Another breath. Oof. Okay, deal. And that, my friends, was the beginning of an incredible three months of travel in which it was the only in the last two weeks during an amazing time in Venice Beach in LA. Shout out to anyone for that I met while I was in Venice that's listening. That I felt truly like I'd come up for air and I could have a fun time. That time in LA was so beautiful, so powerful. I met community, I met people. I learned some lessons, I'll tell you that much as well. It was not easy. And I arrived, I left LA on a full moon and it, 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 it did its work. I can tell you that much. So, you know, I'd love to know what, what, were, what was a moment for you as well? I know you can't talk back to me, but just reflect on this wherever you are. What was a moment for you where it kind of just hit home this year? Where it just went, oh, yep, okay. I, I can't run from myself anymore. And, you know, the way I think about this, right, is there's a few different planes of existence that we, or dimensions of reality that we exist upon. Now, one of those dimensions of reality is is ascension, is um, realization, is enlightenment, and is very much connected to God, connected to uh, the sun, connected to the masculine, the divine masculine. And in tantric tradition, tradition which I study quite a bit, um, is and use in my life and, and again in my client work, the divine masculine is the number one goal there is uh, enlightenment realization, truth. Truth is the number one goal there for the masculine, not just in men, but in all of us. And then 
balanced out by this divine masculine energy is the divine feminine. And the divine feminine is more connected to the energy of the moon. 28-day cycle of the moon, 28-day menstrual cycle for women. And the, the more of the intention behind the divine feminine from this perspective is nurturance, love, um, care. And the, the goal for the divine feminine in this case is not truth, it is unconditional love. And the divine feminine has this grounding nature, you know, Mother Earth. Mother Earth literally swallows up seeds and with the right environment produces trees that produce fruit that allow us to, to eat. Mother Earth in the divine feminine, in the embodiment of a woman, she's literally able to create life. And so you've got these two balancing and opposing forces, the divine masculine focused on truth and the divine feminine focused on love. Now, there's nothing to do with this except to realize that we need to balance the two in our lives. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you're always seeking enlightenment, then you're not going to be grounded. If you're always grounded, you're not going to have this experience of enlightenment. And so it's our ability to go between the two that really helps us move through life. So I'm going to talk more into this now. We're going to move more into the, some of the principles that help us help you move through change. So Vedic meditation is one thing that has really helped me this year and in the last year or two um, since I learned it. And one thing that has really helped me this year is this concept from the Vedas. And the Vedas are these texts that were written about 6,000 years ago in India and that form the basis of a lot of the wisdom that is part of Eastern philosophy now. Now, as many of you know, I practice twice daily Vedic meditation. What does that mean? It means I sit there morning and afternoon for 20 minutes and I just... Um, have a mantra that holds space for me to drop into transcendence and allow my nervous system to basically hit reset. Um, sometimes I'll jump around, sometimes I'll cry, sometimes I'll laugh. A lot of the time I'll actually just be there, just being present to thoughts and just coming back to the mantra. Now this year I was lucky enough to learn from Tom Knowles himself, the guy I was talking about who brought Vedic meditation to the West many, many decades ago at a five-day rounding retreat. And... His podcast is incredible, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. And his podcast has helped me a lot through the last 12 to 18 months as well. So from the Vedic perspective and from the Vedas, the universe is motivated by one thing. And there's one clear truth. And a lot of you already know this. The number one thing that is always true and is always going to come back time and time again is evolution. Whatever we do, whatever we seek to create in our life, whatever the universe is trying to do for us, the universe will do whatever it needs to to catalyze your evolution. And so those of us that embrace our evolution and embrace change are going to be far better set up to embrace life and enjoy life. And it goes in three stages. Now, I want you to think about this uh, from a seasonal perspective, from the way nature works, and we'll go more into that in a moment. So the first stage is creation. Life is created and something new comes into fruition. There's this, whether it's a child, maybe it's a tree, maybe it's an idea, maybe it's a version of you, maybe you got a new haircut, you know, that's, that's a version of creation. There's this creation and this creation comes in and it's new, it's fresh, it's alive. And then we cycle into the second stage, which is maintenance, maintenance where there's a maintaining of this creation. There's, we're in this limbo period, we're in this plateau, we're in this this stage where we're not in the creation and we're not in the next stage and we're, we're sort of in the middle. And this can be really nice. You know, think about, say you get a new job, you settle in and then you're comfortable there. It gives you capacity to focus on other things. Maybe think about promotion, maybe think about the next job, whatever it is, you're in this maintenance phase. Same with a relationship. Creation, maintenance. Ooh, this feels good. I like this. And then the last stage, which is the stage that most of us socially, collectively, and also individually for different reasons, don't embrace, which is where a lot of it, there is a downfall, is destruction. Destruction and death. Now, society as a whole, in general, we reject death. We push it away to the sides. You can see this in the way that the culture is around funerals. And we pretend it doesn't exist. And we focus on beauty and youth and pretending that we're not going to die. But to put it simply, the avoidance of death and destruction means that we get stuck in maintenance 
Now, what happens if we don't embrace destruction and death? A few things. We stagnate. We get stuck. We get frustrated. We get angry. And eventually, the universe in its own divine way will come in and will create destruction for us because it is always in pursuit of our evolution. So, once you understand that you're always going through creation, maintenance, destruction, creation, maintenance, destruction, let's talk about in a relationship sense. In a relationship sense, destruction doesn't mean that your relationship is ending. Destruction simply means that the, the version of your relationship that you are currently in is not serving you anymore in terms of your, your evolution and growth together. And then you both make a choice. Do we want to evolve through this or do we want to split? Now, let's say you make the choice to evolve. There is some part of your relationship and each of you in your individual self that is going to have to die and be let go of in order for you to move into the next creation phase. Now, again, let's talk about this socially. When you don't embrace this destruction and process in relationship, why do you think we see such high rates of divorce in society? Why do you think we see such dissatisfaction in long-term relationships as well? There's no one to blame except for the fact that we've just never really been taught this stuff. But I'm sharing it with you now so you can do with it what you want. Same as in your life. Now, put this on 2023. We're bringing 2023 to a close in a week's time as New Year's Eve comes to a close. That's it. We're in 2024. Now, if it takes you a bit of time to process, just like the death of a loved one or a relationship or even a version of you, that's totally fine. If it takes you all of January, and it, honestly, it probably will for me, takes you all of January to process 2023, great. Take your time with it. Because only once you've processed what you've moved through, can you then evolve into the next version of you with, like I said at the start, the capacity and the space in your somatic body, in your system, to then create what needs to come through next. You can't create if you don't have a clean vessel. And so what we're doing here is we're talking about what you can do to embrace change and create a clean vessel. So, last part of this. If you don't embrace this process of evolution and you resist it, here's what's going to happen. Here's a few things. One, it's likely to create attachment. And in creating attachment in your life, it's likely to create suffering. I can't remember if it's Thich Nhat Hanh or it's just a general Buddhist philosophy, but attachment is the root of suffering. When you're attached to something, be it an expectation, a person, a place, whatever it is, you, you're creating suffering because you're not allowing the flow of life. And so as you let go of attachments, and let me tell you firsthand, this is hard. I put a post out on Instagram a few weeks ago about the fact that change is hard. And it's physically hard because we're letting go of attachment to things and it's it's stored in the body. But we don't need or want suffering unless there is some sick part of us that loves it. Shout out existential kink. And I'll be talking more about existential kink next year as part of this as well. We don't need or want suffering unless a part of us actually really likes being stuck because we get some pleasure from it. And that's okay if that's you. That's all of us. Two, it's likely to tempt the universe to intervene if you don't embrace change. First, she'll tickle you with a feather behind the ear, try and get your attention. She'll try and redirect you. She'll try and tell you not this way, that way. If that doesn't get your attention, she'll hit you with a brick. She'll hit you across the face and try and wake you up. Might be a person that says something to you. Might be a car crash, literally. Might have a car crash. It might be an injury that you get in your physical body. And if that doesn't work, oof, she'll hit you with a train. She will come in and sideline you. Because the universe, she's most interested in your evolution. And she'll do whatever she can to encourage it. Now, why do I say she? For me, I relate to the universe as a she because I relate to the universe very much from the perspective of what the mother earth wants for us, what the divine feminine wants for us. And she's most interested in our growth. And our growth serves humanity and it serves the planet. So she'll do whatever she needs to to uh, enable you towards growth and evolution. But also, if you relate to the universe as a masculine um, entity or even just non, non-binary and just non-gendered, that's totally fine as well. That's just my perspective at the moment. It might change. Uh, lastly, 
by resisting evolution, you'll create stagnancy in your mind, body, and spirit, which is likely to result in physical illness. Research by trauma expert Gabor Mate. If you haven't read his work, uh, check out When the Body Says No or The Myth of Illness, both really powerful books, both a bit different, and he's got many others. There's also a documentary of his called The Wisdom of Trauma. He talks about how suppressed anger results in a whole raft of physical illnesses. But, socially speaking, rather than us addressing the root cause, we often treat it with pharmaceuticals or therapy, rather than understanding what's happening in that person's life. Now, what happens after that? Well, this can lead to resentment, frustration, and the feeling of being stuck or imprisoned in our body and in our life. I've seen this, and I have experienced it. One thing that has really helped me this year has been the non-subtle, simple practice of allowing myself to not just be angry, but be angry. <laughs> what do I mean by that? I've allowed myself the permission to be angry. Oh, this I'm angry about this. And I've allowed myself to feel the anger, grab a pillow and scream into it for five minutes until my voice is coarse. When we don't process emotion, emotion stands for energy in motion energy in motion emotion is just energy in motion we don't allow the energy to flow and we block it for whatever reason we create stagnancy in our mind body and our spirit and our emotional body as well and again a lot of the work i do with people is helping them just process emotion move it out of the system and then after that comes the clarity comes the comes the confidence in self comes the the trust in the bigger picture comes the understanding of what now what next now that i'm free of this what do i do so what do you do instead and how does this relate to the topic of this podcast which is powerfully closing 2023 well before we're able to step fully into 2024 we need to actually process 2023 but that might be pretty uncomfortable for some of you and you've heard what my year involved it's going to be uncomfortable for me too now i think I hope that I've actually already done a lot of the processing throughout this year and I'm coming out of it. But to sit down and process it is going to create so much space, like so much space in your system to be able to step into 2024 as a clean vessel. But I understand that can be uncomfortable. And that's okay. That's likely just a part of you that is doing its best to avoid suffering. And ironically, this part of you in attempting to avoid suffering is creating more suffering. When we step out of the paradigm of trying to avoid suffering and at creating more suffering, we create liberation, we create freedom. We're not afraid anymore, not afraid of feeling. However, if you're listening, I'm guessing you're ready to close out the year powerfully so you can fully step into 2024. Now, we're going to do that in a moment. And before we do... Uh, and just as a heads up I'll include all the questions we're going to work through in the show notes so you can work through them yourself I want to talk about seasons and this is the last part before we move into the final exercise if you're still with me I'm so glad you're still here because I'm having the best time (laughs) and I love talking about this stuff because it's really important we don't talk about this stuff socially at least not, not from what I've seen And the intention really for today's episode and for this broader community of another way and this movement of another way is to really create these intentional spaces for each other and us as a community. And so as part of that, I want you to know if you're listening and you need to go through these exercises or you have any downloads or thoughts or reflections, I'm so here for them. One of my favorite things is getting DMs on Instagram or wherever else from people that have listened to the podcast and it's landed with and like this is very much a co-creation for me this podcast episode today was informed by getting messages from people about different things and just sensing what was happening in the collective and realizing that there was a need and a, a subtle request for an episode that actually just helps round out the year so one last layer i love a, i love different layers of context as some of you might have realized from the different episodes i've already recorded and that layer is the season that we're in. Now, for those of you that know me as well, I love astrology. I very much follow astrology, the moon cycles, the star signs. I believe in it. It's helped me. And I want to talk about 
the seasons of nature because, you know, I'm not, not going to lie. When we act in alignment with nature, we are acting in alignment with our true self. And when we act in alignment with our true self, we are creating the environment for ourselves to not just succeed in life, but to be in coherence. Now, coherence as a word literally means effectively being on the same wavelength. And when we're in coherence with self and coherence with nature and coherence with each other in community, there is this peace of mind that comes through. There is this sense of, I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing. So, to talk about nature. We're working with nature. We're working with the universe, not against it. And we're working through the body, not the mind. And that's also an important distinction. So, in the southern hemisphere, which is where I am at the moment, we're moving into summer. Now in Melbourne, not going to lie, summer likes to come and go. <laughs> uh, we've had all range of weather since I've been home. But we're moving into summer. And so what does that mean? Well, we've just moved through spring. Now, maybe you can see some links back to the stuff we already talked about related to the Vedic process. We've just moved through spring, which is a time of new life. New life. Babies are being born. The trees are... They're flourishing. Um, and new life is coming back after winter. So now as we step into summer, it's a time for celebration. It's a time for self-expression, creation, joy, play, getting outdoors. This is a time, and I, by the way, I used to struggle with summer so hard because part of me was like, I don't deserve to celebrate. I don't deserve to have fun. But I also, to be honest with you, I found summer pretty exposing. I, I liked the, the, ins the insulinous, that's not a word, but I'm going with it, of winter. I liked the coziness. I liked being able to hide away. Summer, I was fully seen. The days were long. There was lots of people. There was lots of things to do, lots of socializing. It brought up a lot for me and it might for you too. And that's okay. And so do what you need to in the Southern Hemisphere to step into this place of celebration and self-expression, creation and joy. It's a time for connecting with people, letting go of the planning mind. Yes, I can, I can see and hear you mind that is in the brains and minds, the brains of everyone listening. Letting go of the planning mind of being in the body. Take a breath. Breathe. Allow yourself to be fully in your body and in the moment. There's nowhere else to be. Being fully present gives you access to life. Gives you access to yourself, to the truth of the moment, the people around you. And being present is honestly the way. It's time for you to enjoy the fruits of your labor. I'm guessing you've worked fucking hard this year. I'm guessing you've moved through a fucking lot this year. I'm guessing there's been some moments of joy and celebration and lots of fun. But I'm also guessing from what I know of the astrology calendar and the people that I know are listening, and even if I don't know you, that's okay. It's been a hard year. So if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, let's, let's yes, acknowledge the Gregorian calendar and the end of the, the calendar year, 2023, but also let's acknowledge the season we're in. We're in summer. It's time for fun, time for play. And, you know, autumn will come and the death will come and the, and the, and the insulinness of winter will come and then spring will come back around. But for now, it's summer. So whatever you need to do to shed some layers to get out there. Now for my friends in the Northern Hemisphere... Um, I've got some listeners in the USA, England, um, Europe, I'm sure other parts of the world. Uh, you're heading into winter. Now, what does this mean? You've just moved through autumn. You've just moved through the time of shedding. The leaves have fallen off your trees, literally and figuratively. So as you head into winter, it's a time to be more insular. It's a time to be reflective. It's a time to go into hibernation to go slow with your body, and to focus on rest and gentleness. Give yourself the gifts of just resting and being gentle with your body. And know this, without embracing winter, you can't fully jump into spring. Spring is coming. Spring will be here soon. 
but you can't fully jump into spring with the new life and new creations if you haven't embraced winter fully. Now, this is a different kind of vulnerability because embracing winter and just being in your body and resting is so countercultural. So countercultural. Now, I've got to be working out, I've got to be going hard, I've got to be building, whatever it is for you. Yes, go to the gym. Yes, keep working out. But can you do it from a different place? Can you do it with different intention? Can you do it from the body? Can you do it from self-care and self-love? So that is plenty of context for the questions I want to give you now. And then we're going to send you on your way into New Year's Eve celebrations, or if you're listening to this after New Year's Eve, into the beginning of 2024. So this last part is optional, but I highly recommend it. It's what I've done with myself and what I've done with everyone else that I work with as well. And it has really helped them close out their year. So if you can create two to three hours to move through these questions, that'd be great. If you're just going to listen to them now, that's also fun. Put on some nice music, a candle, get a a tea or a cacao, and create a really gentle space for you. Um, One thing I will say on cacao... Uh, it's something that I've used the last few years. I used to make it so badly. Oh, I can't tell you. I would not let anyone drink the first few cups I made. Um, but I'm now selling cacao as well. Cacao Mama is cacao from Bali. And it's beautiful. Um, the woman that's, that um, owns the brand in uh, Surf Coast in Victoria, she's amazing. I've worked with this cacao for the last few years and have loved it. It's really gentle and welcoming. Um, has a bit of a different vibe to the stuff from Peru. So I'm selling Cacao Mama. I'm also selling Sacred Taste. Um, Sacred Taste and Dan and the team uh, are awesome as well, created an incredible brand and incredible range of products. And they have some cacaos that are more accessible. They're in powdered form, mixed in with different uh, things like mint or rose or whatever, chili feels to you, or also ceremonial grey cacao. And it's from Peru. And it's um, pure and ceremonial great cacao and it's really sacred stuff um, so if you're interested you can jump on my website anotherway.au um, or you can also jump on the sacred taste website and use another way with matt and you'll get 10 percent off um, so little plug but um i literally have had a cacao i drank just before this uh, episode and it's a really grounding approach it'll still give you um the It'll still give you the caffeine kick you're probably after, um, but it will do it in a more um, grounded way to the raciness you get from espresso. All right, enough of that. So into the last part. Um, This approach is very much informed by narrative coaching, acceptance and commitment therapy. For those of you who don't know, I'm a trained psychologist, so it brings together all the different theories and strategies that I use. And it also brings together a number of other mindfulness approaches, plus a little bit of my own magic fairy dust sprinkled in there. So I've got six steps for you. And then we're going to finish with a poem. That'll be it. So the first step, what actually happened this year? I want you to get out a piece of paper or a document and write down dot points of everything that actually happened. What are just the events that happened? Now, these could be really small things or they could be really big things. They could be really big moments or they could be really small moments. What were some of the highlights? What were some of the lowlights? And with this, you can either draw it out chronologically, January in the left side, December on the right, draw it, get creative, and let the drawing itself reflect what happened. Uh, Like January could be really high because it was awesome and then February is really low. Or just type it out and then go through and highlight what were some of the highlights and lowlights. And this is all. We're just going to get the facts on the page. Just get the facts on the page. Second question slash point what were the inflection points of your year? What were the points in your year where things really shifted or changed? Again, can be big or small, doesn't matter. But what were the crux points in your year where things just went and knocked from one way to another way? That wasn't meant to be in there, but it's in there now. So what were the inflection points in your year where things really changed? And as you do this, what I want you to do is then once you've got the inflection points down, start to create some chapters of your year. Start to start to divide it down into some chapters. Third layer, 
What self-realizations did you have across the year? What things did you learn about yourself and about the world and people around you across your year? What were the lessons that you took? What were the aha moments? And the thing that's really powerful with this part is get the specific words and phrases down. When you write this stuff down, you are able to remember it. And when you can remember it and you can embody it, then it becomes embodied wisdom because it was from actual things you went through. And embodied wisdom, from my perspective, is the number one goal when it comes to being an incredible leader. Not that you all want to be leaders necessarily, but just being an incredible person, right? For me, they're interchangeable. So what self-realizations did you have across the year? Fourth step, what do you want to honor and acknowledge yourself for this year? What strength of character or spirit did you bring or create into your life and the lives of those around you that only you could do? What is some, what's some of the stuff you moved through this year where you just went, you know, no one's going to see this, no one's going to know about this, but I showed up for myself in this moment and I learned that I've got real strength or I learned that I'm a bit stubborn and in the stubbornness, I was able to let go and surrender. You know, what do you want to honor and acknowledge yourself for this year? Was it perseverance? Was it openness? Step five, if this year was a chapter in the book of you, what would you call it? What's the title of this year for you? I want you to draw or imagine a line with the number zero on the left-hand side and 100 on the right-hand side. And in that line, zero years old to 100 years old, I want you to mark down the year of life you just had. Let's assume you're going to live to 100. I certainly like to think I am. I will. And mark on that line this year for you. And then what's the chapter title of this book of you? What would you call it? The last step, number six, is write a letter to yourself at the start of 2023. Go back in time through the dimensionals, rea dimensional realities and speak to yourself at the beginning of the year. What would you say? Allow this letter to be one of gratitude, acceptance and encouragement and real acknowledgement of this version of you. Take your time with it. Uh, write it with love. When you're ready, you can also read it back to yourself and you could also read it to yourself at the start of 2024 and imagine... Those same words, I'm sure some of them will still be true. So that's the steps. Enjoy. Um, and also feel free to add steps. If you want, you could also write down some stuff you're letting go of and you could burn it. Whatever you need to do to let go of this year, maybe you need to clean out your room or your house. Maybe you need to clear out some items that you've got. Whatever you need to do, close out 2023. Another thing you can do, and I'll share more about this in the future, is you could do a bit of a somatic shakeout. So put on some music that you really like and just dance and shake and make some noises and grunt and groan whatever you need to frustration anger crying anything that's true for you and feel it fully take anywhere from five minutes to 45 minutes your call until you feel like you've fully shaken out the year so i want to finish with a poem and then we're going to close out this podcast and this year and i just want to say if you're still here thank you like genuinely thank you for still being here i really wanted today's podcast to be a podcast that would help you land the plane of 2023 and that would help us as a collective really close this chapter so i want to finish with a poem and then we'll close it here the poem is how surely gravity's law by rilke how surely gravity's law strong as an ocean current takes hold of the smallest thing and pulls it toward the heart of the world. Each thing, each stone, blossom, child, is held in place. Only we, in our arrogance, push out beyond what we each belong to for some empty freedom. If we surrendered to Earth's intelligence, we could rise up rooted like trees. Instead, we entangle ourselves in knots of our own making and struggle, lonely and confused. So like children, we begin again to learn from the things because they are in God's heart. They have never left him. This is what the things can teach us. To fall, patiently to trust our heaviness. Even a bird has to do that before he can fly. I hope you have a beautiful break. Hope this podcast and this process was useful for you. Please let me know what you think. Share it with friends and family. Like and follow on your 
podcasting platforms. And I am so, so excited for what next year holds. Can't wait to continue with this podcast and continue building community and running awesome events and lots of different things that are planned. But for now, hope you have a beautiful end to your year and a beautiful start to 2024. And whatever you're moving through, I trust that it is all in your service of your evolution. And I'm always here if you need some support or want to share your journey, please reach out to me. Sending you all lots of love from my heart to yours. 